Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, today on Lulz, Brian and I recap a little bit of the fallout from the sim wars that we were starting to discuss last week. We also might hop into an underdog draft because that's all we do around these parts anyways. And who knows, maybe Brian has some thoughts about the submersible that I can't stop thinking about. So it's Lulz, let's do it. I, does he think, I it's think he thinks go. this, he thinks this is a go. Vegas Dave thinks this is a go. Hot naked girls doing yoga. What? Why don't you just win like a man? Random.org. <laughs> Type in one for yes, two for no, and let the DFS guys pick for you. And I'm absolutely begging you not to do bust. <laughs> Please don't do bust. All right, Brian. Um, it is Thursday. It is 1.30. It is Lulz time. This feels like a classic Lulz episode where we didn't have a, a pressing topic to lead with no DFS drama. And so we're left to our own devices to, to build this uh, as we go. Beck, like, like when we first started Pete. <laughs> yeah. Um, I always get these uh, notifications, not notification, but what's the sidebar, the trending, what's happening on Twitter. Yeah. And whenever it's like a celebrity name that's older, I always have to click on it to see if they're dead. Like it gets, gets me every single time. It's funny you mentioned that with the trending topics because I have been, you know, I used to like to go to Twitter and search like a topic and kind of like read the tweets and stuff for it. And I was doing it for the submersible and it's just like a shit show. It was like 90% memes, which it's like, I don't mind a couple of the really good ones mixed in there, but like, I'm looking for some like concrete, like news updates and some reporting on it. You can't find it. Do you know where sneakily ended up being the best spot for just like social consumption? TikTok. Like once I watched one video, it started giving me them. They were basically all these amateur reporters, like, you know, on a twinge of conspiracy theory element to it. But it like satiated me as I was like looking for news and updates and theories in a way that Twitter just was uh, left me hanging. Speaking of the conspiracy theory, I just read a tweet that was yeah. like something, something submersible, you know, going to see the Titanic, which was also a psyop sunk by the government. <laughs> like, OK, yeah. <laughs> 
Someone sent me a screenshot of one of their friends on Facebook. Um, and I, I will, I won't say who it was, but I will read the, uh, the screenshot here that they had sent me. Um, the government was never going to let them expose what they went there to expose. I pray for them. <laughs> I just like, what, but like, what even, like, even if you generously want to say they were going on a mission to expose something like what, what even would there be to expose about the Titanic? I don't, I don't that it would never happen. I don't, I don't know. <sighs> Um, and it was, I guess that it was sunk by the government and then they would find the evidence. <laughs> and then the government had to sink anyone who went and pursued them further because yeah. that could reveal the whole thing. I, I, there was, there's a lot of hate around. I don't get that. Like, I guess, cause the guys were rich or something, but, um, yeah. I, 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 um, I don't appreciate, uh, that, but I did see a funny one, uh, where it was like Google, how many people died on the Titanic and it's like yeah. 1,503 crossed out and now it says 1,508. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's too. Uh, I know it, it is. It's one of those things too, where it is, I, I understand there's good, there's good people on both sides. The, uh, you know, not wanting to feel uh, sympathy or these guys who um, made pretty suspect decisions, but it's also still a sad story, but I do think it falls into that category. You know how like, if there is, and sorry to get political, sorry to make uh, this a race thing, but you know how if like a blonde girl at Harvard gets murdered, like the proportional coverage to that compared to just like any other, you know, demographic of someone who had died, like it would just greatly outweigh it because that is something like the news would want to cover. It does seem like this story is just absolute like news bait, you know, rich billionaires yeah. going and doing this excursion. Like it is the exact kind of news story we would fall over ourselves talking about myself yeah. included. I'm, I'm guessing, but I'm sure like, you know, 10 people a month get lost at sea or something you know what i mean yeah. across the world and like occasionally there'll be a story because the guy survived for like three months and somehow they found him and uh and and so then that becomes a story but yeah it, it's definitely because it's it's the titanic they were rich um it, you know it it sounds like that it was implosion so yeah, I think yeah. I saw this one too, Andrew, this tweet. There was a, a refugee boat that capsized two weeks ago, and I think they were still like trying to do some kind of refuge yeah. or uh, rescue mission, like with no coverage. Um there's a lot there there's a lot of tragedies in the world though. I mean oh, yeah. crime and uh a lot of stuff doesn't get covered. I mean, they're not real news organizations, right? I mean, come on, like they're not they're not they're it's not it's not like the olden days. Um they're trying to see they're competing against you pete you know what i mean they oh yeah well it's so funny too because i was and i went through youtube too to try to find some good reporting coverage over it and it's just like i wanted like a doug polk type channel i wanted to watch like a 15 minute highly produced with some like good jokes some actual reporting mixed in it was actually really hard to find you either found like a shitty news version where they were like interviewing some guy who like once was a scuba diver, or you have like some dude in his basement with a green screen with the same B-roll footage on loop. And it's like, it is like hard to find like good, interesting, entertaining coverage. I did want to ask though, did you, did you see the subplot about the, the Blink-182 guy? I did. And did yeah. you get after it with like Cardi B on Twitter too? No, that I didn't see. 
So like he did the Blink-182 thing and then Cardi B like dunked on him and was like, if if I'm ever in that spot, everybody better have their asses at home mourning me or something like that. And then he went after Cardi B and said her her uh, her career was at a lull right now. All of her. It's like, dude, this, it is. We kind of like him now. <laughs> yeah. I oh mean, he, he is a stepson, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, if like, if it was if it wasn't his dad and like they just got married last year, you know, you got a blink concert come. Like, you know, Davis Maddock is going to that blink concert. He's not missing. <laughs> uh yes. Uh da- like yeah, if Davis had a, what what would be the equivalent of Davis for a uh probably like a, a skate park meetup with the with the bros or something? Yeah, that's Blink. Blink is a skate band. Yeah. The other uh, funny video I saw was another guy who had done a mission on that Ocean Gate submersible. And he was like, it actually really sucked, man. He's like, you couldn't stand up. There was like no room to like move around. I was like, what did you think you were signing up for? Yeah. <laughs> like, did you think you were in some spacious penthouse? Um, it doesn't even look that enjoyable when you see like the tour of it and even the porthole that you're looking for. It mainly seemed that they were looking at it on a rendering of another screen within the submersible i'm like it doesn't even seem like that cool of an immersive experience four four guy or five with the pilot um my i was thinking about that i i assume like you go like i'm gonna get 15 minutes in the front seat then we switch then you get 15 minutes in the front seat because otherwise you're not seeing anything no no, and not to mention, I mean, one of the reasons it's so hard to find them, right, is because you have all these undercurrents that are kicking up, you know, like dirt and mud or whatever, and it's like murky and hard to see. It's not like you go down there and this is like lit up like, you know, fucking Soldier Field on Monday Night Football with just like this crystal clear view. How about this thumbnail idea after uh, it's less brood, but like the R2 heads in that front capsule of the submarine? <laughs> I I mean, you know what, Brian, uh, th- I did, I did have this very gross, like content thought last night as I was like going through these YouTube videos with Lauren. And I was like, I, I was like, if I would have just made a really, really good video about this, you could have gotten a million views on this. Like oh. you moved quickly, you packaged it right. Uh, like, because I, I was searching heavily to find any kind of video. I know everyone was searching for content on it. You could have smashed if you had a good thing. I still haven't seen a good video on it. Yeah. I haven't looked on YouTube, but, um, I believe it. I believe yeah. it. Someone's probably going to get there. Yeah. Shit. You, you could just say it's conspiracy theory and you'll probably get a million views. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, what, once you introduce the, the conspiracy element, to it uh where where are you on you know the three theories were you know it popped up somewhere on the surface they couldn't find it two there was some kind of crack or fissure or whatever and it imploded because of the pressure at those levels or that it's stuck entwined in the titanic itself uh implosion seems like the most likely outcome from what i'm reading and and also most humane right like yeah you definitely don't want to wait for rescue with your 19-year-old son next to you. Oh, my God. Dude, well, not to get, like, super morbid about it, too, but I was reading some stuff, too. When you start to think about the remaining oxygen supply, and it's like they had 96 hours or whatever for five individuals. If you yeah. remove one or two of those individuals, oh yeah, your oxygen supply goes up. That's that's true, right? And there's two of them, so those the the family probably should have. And they're the richest, uh, I believe, of anyone on that. So then they they could buy that buy their freedom afterwards after they get caught. 
this uh, this now sounds like the script of a Blumhouse movie uh, or something here too, like Saw meets Blumhouse, um, <laughs> twelve thousand feet under yeah. the sea. Yeah, they're going to need a bigger uh, submersible though to film. Yeah, in. man. So I, I, yeah, that was my hope too, right? Because if it was, you know, the levels of pressure down there, an instantaneous implosion death. I mean, where you just don't even know, like right. one little bolt cracks off, gone. You never even like. That seems like a choice way to go, but the alternative is is very very bad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, there's also possibility of um, sea monsters. You know, <laughs> what's that? Uh, I I had read this book a few years back called Shadow Divers about um, you know scuba divers who go and explore these abandoned ships. A lot of them are off like these old. Um, um submarines even from like world war one and world war ii a lot of them are off the coast even of like new jersey and stuff but there was an element about these divers and they get such of like an adventurer spirit that they get themselves into trouble like they say when they're down there like knowing like and they're you know perusing around one of these abandoned ships or whatever that even though they know their oxygen is running out even though they know they only have a set amount of time there's this element of what if i what if the treasure, what if the thing that no one has found is just beyond that next room? What if I just go a little bit further? And they have gotten into trouble so many times, either getting lost, either having, because they're tethered to as part of their thing, like getting their tether tied up and then they're getting, you know, twisted in there. Where I do wonder too, if it does end up being like they somehow got dislodged in the Titanic where you're like, holy shit, we're so close. Let's just go in there. Let's just go see what that is. Like we can't help ourselves just view it from 50 feet. We got to get in there. I think that's like a, because if you are already spending $250,000 to go down there, you might be like, yeah, why don't we just go a little closer down to that little hole opening there? Uh, I could believe it. I could believe it. I th like you said, the reporting's so poor that I don't know when they lost contact. So, like, was it were they down there long enough, and then they their time elapsed that they should have been back, and then that's when they sounded the alarms, or did they lose some sort of communication with them, or what? What it know? sounded like is the whole mission was supposed to be eight to nine hours round trip. I think like one to two hours down, three to four hours at the site, one to two hours back up, and they lost connection i believe it was like 90 minutes or two hours into the initial mission like on they were saying like they could have made it all the way to the bottom um and that's that's then when they lost connection mm. but i don't know it's that uh stuff. yeah that's a bummer hope hopefully that's a weird way to put it but hopefully it was implosion because then you i know he's gone you know no clue yeah because too if it is implosion we'll never obviously find the remnants or whatever it's lost to to the sea but if they are like trapped at the site like we have enough technology and enough little things that go down there they will see that eventually if it's there right yeah i mean they said they found some debris today yeah so maybe they have found some of man, it you're ahead of me on the news man i haven't been on the news for the past six hours they what found you, debris and you didn't tell me you get off this TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um let's see brian we you uh do you want to hop you want to hop in a draft you want to talk submarine you want to uh talk about sims what are you feeling oh let me let me get my uh my draft ready if we're gonna hop in the draft i don't want to miss out this time i know uh we we're adding uh what, what what i mean well i don't know what sim talk we'd have but um we're adding uh some stuff to our 
to our auto drafter today. Nice. I, I, before we, I guess the only sim talk was, I know that, uh, it seemed like some of the pushback, uh, was coming from the saber sim community. First, they alerted us. We were making jokes about run pure sports, never having a sim yeah. partner. The saber sim guys were very offended that we glossed over the fact, uh, that run pure sports does use saber sim. So this is a, a New York times esque uh, correction footnote buried at the bottom of the episode. Brian, we did get that one wrong. Yeah. Big mistake there. We apologize. Um, I don't apologize, but (laughs) I, I apologize sincerely. I, you know, we, Brian, we pride ourselves on DFS investigative journalists and when we, (laughs) when we take an L, we need to to own up to it. All right. I changed mine. Um, talk about the, uh, the auto drafter too, the, the Korean killer that was then killed by underdog and now is being rebirthed in a new form. Yeah, it's it's uh it's been a queue now for a while. It'll queue up a player for you on underdog. It's auto drafting on DraftKings now though. So the actual mm. auto drafter does work on DraftKings. And then we're adding overlay stuff though today, which is the um this is a uh, uh, Pete Overzet suggestion to uh put like draft draft cal- capital allocations in buckets based on that Leone manifesto. Yep. Uh, best ball manifesto data. So as you pick your players, it will have like a little, you know, table, a little matrix of the draft capital at each position and kind of what you're shooting for, generally speaking, mm-hmm. uh, to help, you know, guide you, like what positions you want to pick each round. Yeah. Yeah. If, if obviously you guys have heard us talk about the manifesto in there, and then I know uh, like John Boy released his sheet. Easy has his sheet. A lot of people now building off of the the bucket stuff, which I think is a really cool way to kind of think about how you're spending capital. Because even all of us arguing about the definitions of is this zero RB, is this hyper fragile, when it's like it doesn't have to go in a specific pick order to determine kind of how you've spent your money and to just quantify it based on like an auction value curve, I think makes so much sense. So I do like that, that addition. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think it's going to work. And then I'm going to incorporate it into the auto, the, the guide me and auto drafting stuff too. So um, I had some, I don't know what you want to call it. Like, you know, just logic on the back end, adjusting things kind of to make your team. Yeah. Uh, something more similar to that you would hand build, uh, which is not easy to do. And so like, I think it, um, it should improve like the, just like the general feeling for the teams, like getting it something closer to what you would, what you would build if you were trying to do this draft capital strategy. Yeah. And I, and I would say too, like the way, you know, we got to do all the same caveats. I mean, Leone's data, he just used last year's data that the target buckets are essentially what worked best for last year. I just think it's a good guide rail, right? Like if you think on the extremes, would you want to draft six quarterbacks on a team? No. Um, could there be scenarios where a four quarterback build would make sense? If you use your last four picks on the quarterback, you can kind of look at this draft capital bucket and be like, Oh, drafting four quarterbacks late could be the same as drafting two in round nine and 10 or whatever. I'm just bullshitting, but it's not the end all be all, but I do think it's a good sanity check of like, I'm spending too much at one position. Yes, I agree. I think tight end is a perfect example of small sample size. Cause he's got that like bucket one bucket four, are pretty mm-hmm. close and they that's got to be because of Kelsey uh having just such a stud season that yeah. one is so much more valuable. 
I don't hate that idea though. Like if you don't get him or Andrews or something like that, then you drop it down. Mm-hmm. Um, but the on the the app, you'll be able to select. Mm-hmm. So like if you think bucket two is too high for QBs, you could just drop it to three. Yeah. I wanted to ask you one like riddle that always gets in my head. And I'm curious how you think about this, just like more kind of like from a game theory perspective. So the benefit of like the elite positions, players at the onesies, so quarterback and tight end, say a top five quarterback, top five tight end, is that they have access to the ceiling that separates from the rest of the field. Like a guy like Lamar Jackson can go for 40 and Jared Goff, you know, maybe in his best game can go for 30 or something, just loose guidelines. Same for the tight ends, you know, Travis Kelsey can go for 30. Someone like Noah Fant, even if he scores two touchdowns, he's probably topping out at like 15 points. So that's the huge benefit of having the elite pick. Now, if you go with the three build, you're often not using an elite. You're kind of going for quantity at the position later in the draft and the benefit you're getting there is that you could line up individual stacks. And so the way the tournament works, it's like one week, this quarterback tight end stack you have goes off. The next week in week 16, it's the other. The thing I've been thinking about is like, and I've seen some of these builds now, could you have your cake and eat it too, where you had an elite quarterback, an elite tight end, but you did three quarterback, three tight end build. So yes, you're doing a three, six, six, three build or whatever, three, five, seven but you're almost getting to middle both of those concepts. And then, and then, and, and then in, in the strategy, you would have like your second round QB, but then like a 14th round QB and 18th round QB, yes. something like that. And then a tight yeah. end, you'd have like a third round tight end or lower and then 12th tight end or 17th tight end, something like exactly. that. Exactly. So, yeah. I, I like it. You, but you were making like, you gave me a thought where you were saying there about, like these elite ceiling kind of guys just like it strikes me as in D uh, way more important in DFS than best ball. Cause like I need to score the highest, uh, amount in, uh, in DFS, like against, you know, 18,000 people in one single tournament or, or in football, 30,000 or a hundred thousand. Right. Yeah. But so you need that, that insane, 0.1% 0.1% outcome or a bunch of them yeah. in season long best ball. You kind of don't. And then when you're fine in then last year, anyways, I think there was like 470 teams in the final, mm-hmm. you know, it's not as important. So like, I would just think gut feeling like if this were a thing, you know, like for sure, like Tyreek Hill or somebody, you know, who's like clearly got a crazy ceiling. Yeah. I don't think it's as important as best ball. And like, that's my kind of, gut feeling that you just that you just like maybe think about what you think that's right or wrong or no i i understand what you're saying i'm mm. more thinking about it through the like the gauntlet of the three uncorrelated tournaments so if you want to use my example of you know say you have travis kelsey and two other tight ends and let's say travis kelsey bombs in week 15 travis kelsey crushes again everyone shows up um with him in the week 15 pods he bombs and now you wipe out let's say 95 percent of the kelsey teams mm. And then you show up to the finals with one of the only Travis Kelsey teams. Travis Kelsey now is one of the only tight ends who has a realistic path to a monster stealing. And so that idea of getting an elite player at low ownership because you've used additional other pieces to weed out the majority of the Kelsey teams. That's kind of the concept. I'm. I got it. I get it. I like it. Yeah. So like you get there off the back of Kelsey, 
and kind of hope he bombs because like everyone yes. else might even be doing single Kelsey's, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, single tight ends or double tight end. And now, you know, very rarely three tight end. And then you kind of hope he bombs, but you know, there's also the outcome of whatever 8% of Kelsey's make it through. Right. Too. Like it's not, uh, it's not like if Kelsey makes, if your Kelsey, you know, is there, 80% of the playoff teams are going to have Kelsey. That doesn't have to happen too. So, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I dig that idea. Sure. Uh, because I was, I mean, sometimes when you get to like nine and 10 wide receivers, like I know I'm, I'm not on ship chasing, but like, I know most of the players, you know, and then like I get up there like, who the hell is this guy? No. And it's, I mean, there used to be again, like even thinking back to last year and I know you're not like in the weeds on this stuff, but like Garrett Wilson was like a top NFL pick, like a wide receiver with an incredible profile. He was going in the 12th round of drafts, even last year. Like that was a very cheap price for a guy with his prospect. Now similar prospect as him, Jackson Smith and Jigba is going in the fifth round. Like there has literally been a shift where if it was last year, like JSN would have been the guy going in the 12th round and the market has adjusted so much that there are no really slam dunk wide receiver picks after, you know, the double digit rounds. Like it's yep. just a free for all. I think that might be a little bit of the, like the group think stay in your lane kind of uh thesis too, of like no one was stacking the jets QBs uh, right last year with, with Wilson and yeah. Who was the other guy? Um, Fla was Flacco maybe or who? Flacco and then Mike white. Yeah. Right. Right. And so no one's stacking those guys. And like, so like badge bros stacking QBs left and right. It's going to push that guy way down. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. What do you think? You want to, you want to rip off a draft here? Yeah. Let's join one. All right. Um, do you want to hop in first um, or me? You're in. Mm -hmm. All right. I just got in. All right. Three more spots. If you guys want to draft with us here. And so right now with your, your former thing, that was the auto drafter. Is it now, do you have the suggester? Yeah. So I'll have, uh, to. yeah. It if should you it want, choose them up. If you want to, to share your screen a little bit too, we can. Yeah. Um, let me show let me, that. Uh, let me put it in a different browser. So you can't see all my, uh, my porn searches. Yeah. You've been scoping out the uh, the Mariah Mills, yeah, like, uh, Zion Williamson. Lately, it's like underwater porn. Uh, deep. <laughs> you're you're in a real mermaid phase right now. <laughs> Did you see? Apparently, there's a there's a documentary on the mermaid industry. Uh, I believe it's on Netflix now. Uh, apparently, it's like a billion dollar industry now. Just like people like mermaid cosplay culture. All right. Just I just a fun fact, Brian. I just thought I'd, I'd, I'd toss that well, out. Well, I mean. You got to start throwing that shit in the title if it's going to give us more. <laughs> exactly. More yes. If, if you if you have been to one of these mermaid conventions uh, where apparently there's a yeah. ton of money to be made. You know what we're dressing up as next week, right? Yes. Fucking mermaid. Yes. It, for the thumbnail. It's yeah. Brian and I dress as mermaids in a submersible on the thumbnail. Um. Yes. Did you did you see the clip that I posted from the club last night when Peter Jennings was talking about the Zion Williamson Mariah Mills thing? I saw your tweet. I didn't see a clip with it. You tweeted. Uh, you retweeted somebody too. And yeah, it was we, like we were just talking about it, and like Peter with a straight face was like, from a data perspective, she's up to the twenty first most popular porn star on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, Peter, from a data perspective. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying in case Ashley's watching. The um, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm joking. Uh, I was obviously joking about the, the porn stuff, but like, it, it doesn't do it for me. Real porn or um, like porn stars and real porn. I, I, I can't stand it. I know that's yeah. a minority take, I think, with a lot of dudes. But um, uh, why isn't this working? I was going to say, I'm waiting to see what this is going to suggest. If you have enough time uh, to take it, it's a suggestion. No, it might be. Uh, I might You're on your have- own. I might actually have a um, a test uh, a test one in. <laughs> well, it's gonna auto draft for me. You're gonna get I CMC. Think, you'll you'll survive. Yeah, I think I have. A, that's actually not bad at seven. No, I mean maybe maybe that's how it's intended to do. Maybe the ADP value just takes over and it doesn't it doesn't need to do anything. I think I have the um, what's it called like a test uh, app installed. Yeah, for that for the. Uh, shoot all right we'll let brian uh fix this cody wants me to get some we just don't know drops this draft yeah how many do you want cody will you give me a target number of how many we just don't know you want me to organically weave in see what i can do for you is this bbm yes this is bbm thank you for uh actually reminding me because i got to get my banner up here i gotta see let me see which number bbm draft this is for me so this will be eligible for the comment giveaway when the show is over. Leave a comment. We'll get you entered into a giveaway when I hit 15,000 subs. We're almost to 14,000 subs. So if you're watching, not subscribed, get subscribed. Uh, this will be draft number 64 for me. Draft number 64. You are flying through that, Pete. I'm trying. I'm trying. I think I'm on a decent pace. I was thinking for this new 25 max one, if I can get my my extension working, yeah, just do like 25 in one pop. Just yeah, mm-hmm. just it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like how you say that. You you say it as if like this was like a a set of chores you had to get done. And you're like, what if I just did it all? The <laughs> yeah, it is exactly what it is i've done two chihuahua drafts one on a walk yesterday morning uh with april and then one i did a little cardio club on my own today got the rowing machine out and uh did a chihuahua cardio row draft does that i was wondering like does that work for me too um what do you mean if i like auto draft and then you know go to the gym am i in the cardio club (laughs) I mean, if you are drafting and exercising simultaneously, uh, yes, I, I believe it can. The problem for you is that the underdog cardio club submissions closed uh, last week, but you can still better your own life, Brian, by exercising. Look at, did you make that selection or was it suggested I, to you? I made it. Okay. I'm still trying to install the new version. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky says your extension ran out of oxygen. It imploded. <sighs> Mm-hmm. All right, let's I need to get some more Tony Pollard. Oh wait, that's why I'm a dummy. <clears throat> what happened? Um I didn't select any settings. Uh oh. Um while Brian is uh, working on this, I should mention tonight I will be doing a randomizer draft 
Lawrence Jackson from NBC Sports Edge is going to be joining me. That'll be at 8 p.m. tonight. Got some fun prompts on the wheel, so tune in for that. It's a best ball draft, and there is not uh, $3 million up top. It is just a place for us to go full chaos. Um, Let's see. Should I play the... All right, well, we're just going to... We're going to just alpha it here. Tony Pollard, Ramondre. All right, I'm back. You got the four slot, huh, Pete? The four slot, yep. Um, normally a guy like Devonta Smith, you know, this this room we only got a couple of badges. I see Spags in here. Um, we got a couple of friends in here, stepfathers in here. Um, normally like an Olave or Devonta will come back in, in a, a non-badge room, but that didn't happen here. Spags is uh, entering on uh, in his free time. I guess so. Yeah. I think Spags is a Lulz watcher. All right. Mm. See? Look at, I already am influenced Andrew to go watch the Mer People tra trailer. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize it was called Mer People. So you're even teaching me a few things. Tim's been trying to get in my drafts. Denied again, starting to feel like it's conspiracy theory. It is. Um, you know, the government doesn't want you to know. I don't want you to know, Tim. It is what it is. I like this. Tyler calling it a, a semi-high T start. You go with the anchor wide receiver, but two running backs. It's not fully high T. It's semi-high T. Spags. I entered while watching because I thought you guys weren't going to draft. And now I get that sweet streamer EV. Yeah, we did, we did play that close to the vest there. Unintentionally. Wait, we is gotta this, add the uh, play. Are you to this? Is this actual news, Justin? If there's actual news, I need to know. All right, Brian. Yeah, gets Mark Andrews there at thirty-one. What's the breaking news? Okay, officially they're they're saying it officially imploded. Sky News. I know Sky the Navy news. was was saying was um, I don't think they they were guessing that. I don't know if they have they must have just officially said it. Uh, debris field has been discovered within the search area by a remotely operated underwater vehicle near the Titanic. Hmm. All right. Well, I was telling this for them. There's this. I was telling someone this story about this is a another lost at sea story. So that's why I'm bringing it up. Uh, there was this priest in Brazil, I think in like the 80s or 90s or something, who wanted to like use balloons to fly. Mm. And so he, uh, um, you could you could show my screen, Pete. It's like I got the uh, the beta with the draft capital stuff. Showing up here. Oh, that's sweet. Um, 
So this is I what like it that. Look like. What does it look like if you put someone in the queue? Uh, I don't know. Maybe after this, or what? Did, what did you just Nate get? Cutler in there. Oh, he goes below it. That's fine. Oh, is that fine? Yeah. Yeah. I think that looks clean. Um, I am back on the clock here. Do, 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 do. Man. Man. I really don't like Mike Williams. You know, I, I've been trying to get a little bit more Brandon Ayuk lately. Let's do that. All right, so my start here, Cooper Cup, Tony Pollard, Ramondre Stevenson, Brandon Ayuk, Brian Start, CMC, Devonta Smith, Mark Andrews, and Najee Harris. Najee. Yeah, Najee Harris is a problem. Yikes. I don't like Najee Harris, but. But the machine. His ADP is hand. Yeah, exactly. And right now we're running off of ADP only. We sure are. I got to finish that pointless story. Yeah, let, yeah. Door. You were talking about the the guy trying to fly with balloons. Yeah, there was some like priest in Brazil. He put, he like took his couch and put like a, a like hundreds or a thousand balloons on it to like fly. Mm -hmm. and, like went up with like uh uh like a, a radio and I think a shotgun or something, something to blow have the, the shotgun. Oh. <laughs> It wasn't to – it was literally to to end the balloon. I got Yeah. You. And uh, anyways, long story short, they never heard from him again. He just took off in the balloons and floated off to sea. As yeah. As could see. That's – that. I mean, and then uh, our other, like, to, to merge all of these viral stories together, then remember the balloon boy uh, no. story? You remember that where, like, the dad had created that balloon and then the boy um, – they the boy, like, disappeared – and then the balloon like took off and they uh -huh. thought the boy was in the balloon. This would have been fall of 2009. Cause I had just moved to Boston. You don't remember that story balloon boy. No, I don't know why. Wow. That, that one was like, I want to say it was like the Titanic story yet meets, um, like a high profile car chase, you know, police chase where everyone's just watching this balloon footage and they're like is the boy in the balloon is the boy in the balloon and then they like found him in the attic or something <laughs> he was just like <laughs> hiding up there <laughs> yeah that uh, was back when when news was fun didn't, didn't matter i guess i'm like sounding like shocked that you don't remember and i'm feeling so fucking old that was 14 years ago let me see, 14 let me see years it. ago jesus oh it's a hoax why do I know? Yeah, I think that I think that someone remind me because like the dad ended up being like a real weirdo. And I think he was kind of feeding into the element that his son could actually be up there, but maybe knew that he wasn't. Yeah, the parents faked it. Weird fucking people out there, Pete. Yeah, man. God, you were 11. Now I feel really old. <sighs> Um, people did find a bug in your new tool. Um, yeah. It's that Najee pick. You're going to have to fix that. We're picking Najee's got to be broken. I will say, though, I mean, with Najee, I don't like him, but you just don't know. At the end of the day, you just don't know. Maybe Matt Canada gets that offense rolling. So maybe maybe there was a big app around that time because I just Googled my Brazilian priest, Padre Bellio Rio, uh, 2008. 
<laughs> I, I, for some reason, just out of context, context, I love that phrase from you. I just Googled my Brazilian priest. <laughs> <laughs> well, former Brazilian priest. He is, uh, yeah, he's no longer with us. Yeah. Ricky. Oh yeah. Remember the kid that fell in the well in the eighties? I do not remember that. Oh That's yeah. I... The reason is because of the Simpsons. There's right. a big Simpsons episode on it. <sighs> Stepfathers is pissing yellow here. Yo, you took one one chub detour. Brick taking Deontay Johnson and it what an unstacked uh, Justin Herbert, huh? Just an A bear. Hmm. A bear. Just keep uh just keep taking uh, my guy Mike Evans. Wait, I don't get it. My bladder's almost empty. It's pissing yellow, Brian. Oh, uh, Jesus. So he's been pissing, pissing. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. did I not put that together? I know. Got to keep um, up, man. Got to keep up. What was that kid's name? Mm. I do remember the kid that fell in the grill enclosure. I remember that, too. Yeah. Well, that was a baby, wasn't it? Like, oh, it was a girl. Baby Jessica. That's right. All right. Wow. <laughs> baby Jessica. <laughs> Goodness. Um, all right, Brian, let's watch your let's 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 watch your your tool pick this one here. We're gonna hopefully not get sniped by and uh take your boy. Who's my boy? Um Mr. Quentin Johnson. Oh I feel like uh that'd be like a good bit for you, Brian. You're like it's it's Mr. Steel Yo Girl, but it's Mr. Steel Yo Pick. And it's just like you with like sunglasses on, just like the cool dude who comes and snipes you in drafts. <laughs> this summer, Brian Hooper is Mr. Steel Yo Pick. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you like him? I thought you liked him. Johnson, I do. I yeah, do. Like okay. Yeah. Well, and it's nice for you there too, with the you go unstacked Herbert. If you miss out on Johnston. Um, it starts to get a little gross. Um, yeah, in there. Um, so getting Johnson uh, there is nice. Yeah, I'm fine with it. The only one I don't like is Najee Harris, but yeah. you have to go based off of ADP on the auto drafter. So far, we're gonna add custom rankings eventually, but so then you yeah, just, you could just manually drop his ass. Yeah. Um, the draft capital thing. Before we do explain it, it's it's in beta, right? Because it's not updating. Oh, yeah right now yeah it's no, just, no that's how it'll a, display it's i just wanted to show pete really quick yeah what it kind of looks like it'll so like it'll take if um if you could knock his uh yeah. comment off there you could see like so just neighbor in the fifth would be uh i don't have the the chart up but like yeah. 80 points or something maybe less than that maybe like 60 points allocated to the qb spot and then that would change your your current bucket like bucket four or something at that point and then you're trying to go for bucket two. So either you manually do that or you let the the drafter suggest somebody who will get you there. And then just do that for each position. So like the running backs, I would have a lot of running back points right now. So like yes. all the running back uh, 
uh, remaining running running backs would like wouldn't be as uh, highly ranked for my team going forward. The the concept Anthony is basically thinking about every pick in the draft as if they were auction dollars. So you know, say you had a two hundred dollar budget in an auction draft, um, and if you spent fifty dollars on CMC, a quarter of your auction budget. This will show you, okay, you've already spent, you know, 85%, 90% of what you can spend at the running back position. You're going to want to go, um, you know, lighter the rest of the draft. So it's like that same concept. It helps you kind of visualize converting each round pick into a numerical value and then showing you how much you've spent relative to your overall pick budget at the position. And then it provides these guardrails. And then based on Leone's research from last year, it shows you where the ideal bucket was to be in for each position. So last year, the teams that used the least amount were in one of the lower buckets for running back capital spent. That was optimal. Um, obviously again, one year sample size, but it just provides you some good guardrails. Yep. That's, I mean, th this is why I, I like doing it with the help of an extension is because I can't add all these little correlations and draft capital and everything in my head or keep track of who's playing who in weeks 16 or 17, even, even with the, uh, with the overlay, you, you know, you, you'll have like six or seven or eight guys on your team. And so like, if there's a guy there who like has Correlation in 16, 17, a good playoff schedule, you know, cor you know co um, correlation with like the backup QB plus gets you in a bucket that you want to, that you're like targeting. Like it's kind of a lot to put for the amount of uh, attention I pay to while I draft. It's uh, hard to keep all that in my head. Wait, the man who wants to do 25 chihuahuas all at once and get it over with isn't paying super close attention during their drafts? Mm-mm. Nope. Pay attention afterwards. You go, oh, why did they draft that guy? All right, here you go. One pick past ADP. I'll get an Anthony Richardson share for the slappies. How get many it. do you there have you on him? Uh, I think that said I was at 3.3%. Uh, yeah, where is he? Yeah, 3.3. So we're, we're getting up there. We're going to slowly, we're going to slowly get there. My team so far through nine rounds, Cooper Cup, Tony Pollard, Ramondre Stevenson, Brandon Ayuk, DJ Moore, Mike Evans, Jahan Dotson, Javante Williams, Anthony Richardson. Brick is on the clock right now. His team, CMC, Devonta Smith, Mark Andrews, Najee Harris, Justin A. Bear, Deontay Johnson, Quinton Johnson, the double Johnson team here. Zay Flowers, nice value on Zay Flowers there at pick. Who do, you, who do you take here? I'm going to take what it suggests, but I don't like any of these players. Like... Um... Like uh, a tight end, I don't, I don't, I don't need really with Andrews. Yeah. Then, I do I take Lazard? Who do I take there? So yeah, I probably don't take an unstacked uh, Tua. What I probably take is Samaj P Ryan as like a Week Seventeen bring back on your. Even though you got Charger, all this capital spent at RB with McCaffrey and Harris. Well, here's, this is the problem you run into. So when you take, so I always call like non-wide receiver picks detours. So you had Herbert, 
CMC, Najee, and Mark Andrews. You had four early detours. And so you're going to be behind at wide receiver. But the value at wide receiver after your pick, like Zay Flowers was a nice pick for you at 90, it just, it's wiped out for like 25, 30 picks. Mm -hmm. And so the sweet spot, like for positional value there is the tight ends. Najoku and Fryermuth were there. You're starting to get the zero RB targets, the P Ryans, the Antonio Gibsons, or the quarterbacks. If you had a stack lined up, I think a quarterback would have made sense, but there right. were no viable stacks. So I would have just gone to the value pocket and taken my second tight end or my third running back. But that that's where you kind of just have to know where the pockets are. Yeah. that I mean, I probably guess I would have went with the RB if I was just hand building there at that point, but I don't like any of the options there. I'm not yeah. sure there's like a really good auto drafting solution. Yeah. Um, you know, it I mean, probably it probably would have because when you take a bear in the fifth, it's probably enough draft capital will kind of lower the QB position at that point. And so the thing I also look at, Brian, I don't know how like you would have your your tool bake this in for you. So I'm saying like, all right, I spent a fifth round pick on a bear. Who are the other quarterbacks still available that I could pick later? So you have CMC, so Brock Purdy could be available option. And then you have two Pittsburgh players. So Kenny Pickett becomes a pretty strong selection. So like that's why I'm never going to take two of there, just being like, I'll make sure Pickett or yeah. Purdy is a later target. I mean, Pickett's basically free, right? Yeah, except in my drafts where I always get <laughs> when I know you got two Pittsburgh players. That's right. No one wants this. <laughs> you, dude, Elon Muscular is coming after you and your robot. This fucking auto drafter at the 107 keeps sniping my QBs and he doesn't even have stacking partners. <laughs> dude, Elon Muscular, have you have you seen this? Is this real? Him and Zuckerberg are gonna box. Is that I actually mean, real? It it looks real. They should do UFC instead. Have Joe Rogan you know, uh, referee where he interviews on the ground, Elon yeah. Musk, who wins that it's, fight? Who do you, who do you got? I mean, it has to be Elon, right? He's so much bigger than him too. Yeah. But, but hasn't Zuck been training in MMA for like years now? Has he, is that why he's so confident? Yeah. He, I tweeted about it. Like <laughs> you tweeted. About it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, if, if like Zuck beats your ass, do you just end it? Do you move away? Like what are your, yeah. how, many, how many options are there? Um, yeah, I guess he's like actually competing and shit. But the thing is like the a black belt really doesn't have anything to do with if they're boxing. Like it's a completely different sport. I thought it was MMA match. Okay. That then that's different. Someone, someone uh, here differently. I thought it was like an actual MMA match. Boxing would be, yeah, boxing would be fun. If, if it's but but he does he looks like he's in better shape lately ever since he got shamed for that that boat meme with um <laughs> when he was on the boat with what's his name round manuel's brother ari yeah uh it looks like he'd be he wouldn't be able to do three rounds yeah but i think he's in better shape now it is like it's one thing when you know, uh, Jake Paul and those guys turn into boxers or whatever, do the celebrity boxing route. Le'Veon Bell washes out of the league, does some boxing. I mean, the fact that we got 
Elon Musk, who's on these panels, you know, trying to slow down the progress of AI because he's worried about it destroying the world. But that it's Zuckerberg, one of the most powerful men in the world. They're like, yeah, well, let's just beat the shit out of each other. That's the best way to spend our time right now. <laughs> incredible time. What an incredible time to be alive. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Bezos is pretty jacked. Yeah, he's definitely. He's definitely roiding it up. Well, if you if you look at all three of those guys, like Bezos is the one who looks like he works out. Like my guess is Bezos works out like five to six times a week. Elon's probably like two to three times a week. And Zuckerberg probably has like jujitsu classes twice a week. Like Bezos is the one putting in the most work. You got to think. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting a little help though. He's getting, he's yeah. getting the blood transfusions, the, the, the real pricey Russian steroids, you know? Well, that, that was the other thing, like, uh, going back to the submersible stuff too, of like most billionaires are trying to live forever and you know extend their life they're building these nuclear fallout shelters in new zealand and these two dudes are like no let's go on a highly risky mission down <laughs> to the literal bottom of the ocean where we're like hang on i want to ask you this question too as like a probability guy when they signed that paper when they went on the mission they they clearly thought there was a very small chance that they would die what do you think like the true odds now that we know stuff and you don't want to do revisionist history? Like to me, it still felt like there was like a 5% chance that that mission went wrong. God. Do you think it's higher or lower than that? The true odds? I would say lower, but I don't know. I, I wouldn't do it though. Whatever it is, it's too high. I think. Yeah. I mean, maybe I am being too high one out of 20 times, even, even a 1% chance is too high one out of a hundred yeah. you're not rolling that dice for your life as a billionaire i mean as a poor person <laughs> i'm not rolling yeah. one in a hundred like i could see it i just pop in you know the movie and there's some footage there at the end i think so do you think if you asked any of those guys going on the ship and, and a couple of those are really uh smart dudes from what i can tell like they they have to acknowledge that there's a greater than non-zero percent chance that they the question is like where on that spectrum is it one out of a thousand for them one out of ten thousand i think they're yeah. probably being naive if it's much more uh greater odds than one out of a thousand it seems shorter than that the reports did say something like these people were um explorers or something yeah so maybe they're just used to the risk um right yeah I'm not taking this guy. Who are you? Who are you debating? They he want they want me to take another fucking quarterback, which I'm not gonna do. Yeah. That is the other thing too, where it goes back to like I don't necessarily think it's bad if you did end up with a third quarterback, like say Kenny Pickett, like say he fell past ADP yeah. and had a third quarterback stacked. But then if you take that quarterback there, you also box yourself out of it because now you can't do four quarterbacks with that amount of capital spent. Yeah, I think the uh, the version that should be out pretty soon is going to help smooth out the uh, like draft capital allocations. Nice. So um, catching up on some picks here. After my Anthony Richardson, I went uh, Sky Moore, 
trying to get a little bit more of him before he gets too expensive again. Eli Mitchell correlated with my Jahan Dotson as my third running back. And then I did just take Alec Pierce um, because I did take Anthony Richardson. I like getting that stack there. Brian, your pick since Tua, you took uh, A-Chain, which makes sense if you are going to be unstacked Tua. Getting one of his running backs there, uh, Alan Lazard and Jonathan Mingo as you recover at wide receiver. Good value uh, on those guys too. Who the fuck is Jonathan Mingo, Pete? He is the rookie wide receiver that the Panthers took, and he's the first Panthers wide receiver off the board in these drafts. Bryce Young, the Mingo? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get dude Dolchich here. Been taking a lot of him. I guess I could have. Maybe I should have taken Higby, try to set up a double stack with Matthew Stafford, but I just like Dolchich so much more than Higby, and he was 10 picks past ADP. Yeah, the other drafter is going to like Russell Wilson with 20 picks ADP. You're, you're, you're not, are you going to bully it? Um, That's quite a bit. Yeah. Value, but I don't have any Denver players. Yeah. So I might, but that normally, yeah, it – it's obviously it wants to take him, but I'm not, I think I'll skip him. I think that's smart. Oh, I don't like any of these other people. Well, I mean, I could take a bear. Yeah, you could take Roshan Johnson. Roshan's I mean, a good pick. I was thinking about him. I think when you when you spend um two early picks at running back i mean it kind of opens you up like you are banking on cmc and Najee of being in your starting lineup most weeks i like taking really big swings um roshan johnson and a chain i think have really wide ranges of outcomes like they could just be absolute zeros or they could be league winners so i kind of like that polarized running back room with your early picks what's your um percentage chance that fields is a pat like is a improved Dramatically improved passer this year. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, I think there's like a 35 to 40% chance he is. That's pretty good. Yeah. Like trying to still be cautious with it. Uh, you know, it is easy to be like, oh, what if he's just this year's Jalen Hurts who takes like this huge, huge leap. Um, the thing that's hard with it is he can be dramatically improved as a passer and yet they still don't pass enough for it to matter a ton for fantasy. Like they had the highest run rate in the league last year at nearly 60%. So even if he's more efficient, if they just decide to run the ball a ton, it might not even matter for fantasy. But I mean, you lose a player, the caliber of David Montgomery, Pete, then you're not going to run as much, you know? I I feel very fortunate that my 0% David Montgomery uh, bit didn't backfire on me in a big way last year. Yep. Yeah. You were safe. Uh, mm. Spags is getting uh, sniped by people auto-drafting. Oh, what did this guy do? Oh, yeah, this guy has a weird team going on. Um, it did look like he bailed on it because he took George Kittle, Najoku, and Friar Moose. So, yeah, he is auto-drafting, I think, just top of the queue right now. We'll see if this checks out. If he gets Van Jefferson, then that's exactly what's happening. Yep. 
They need to find some good ranks for DraftKings. Uh, you should talk to Karain. Karain has DraftKings ranks. Is he offended by the Karain killer uh, <laughs> branding? <laughs> no, I think I think it'd be I think it would be very ironic if you were using the Karain you were using Karain's ranks in conjunction with the Karain killer. I think would be you know keep your enemies uh, or your friends close, <laughs> but your enemies closer. <laughs> Use his own data against them. Yeah, exactly. All right, what's the robot doing? I don't know. Donovan Peoples Jones. Looks like. Seems fine. All right. How many is it? How many suggestions does it make? Just one right now, but like, okay. uh, I was thinking we could do something where it speeds it up. You know, once we get it more efficient and stuff, and maybe it does like three suggestions. Yeah. That'd be cool. I think. I want it because fast enough where you could just like turn turn it on just for one pick, you know, and just pops three guys up. Yeah. I think the what would be cool about multiple suggestions is it would help you understand like positionally, right? Like if it put three wide receivers in the queue, now it's like, oh man, this is a sweet spot. What for wide receiver? I have my correlation there. Or if yeah. it has like one quarterback, one running back, one tight end, then you kind of know, all right, maybe a little bit more choose your own adventure. Yeah. The problem with that though is like like it'll have to be like if you have all your draft capital spent at QB, it's unlikely to suggest a QB, you know what I mean? A QB option. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But something like that could work. Like top two and then just like guarantee two different positions or something like that. Mm hmm Yeah, I'll have mm. to think about that. Let's see. We could go. Man, I have so much. I'm starting to like this. Oh, let's do do one more. Do one more wide receiver or running back and be done. At five with Tajay Spears. Do you want to trade? Yeah. Who do you want to trade? Najee Harris for Tajay Spears straight up. I'll mm -hmm. do it. Any cash considerations I need to toss in? Yeah. 25 bucks. Real money. <laughs> 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 oh, so you're right, Pete. And now it wants Kenny Pickett. That would be how fascinating would that be? Like if you were trying to do the EV calc on, like, would you pay $25 for an extra like fifth round pick at the end of your, uh, of your draft to where you essentially are paying double the entry fee? Uh, no, there's no way. I don't think. It, oh, I know, but I'm just thinking of like how many people would like would do that. I, it probably would be a buddy pit still. We've we've done that. In my old drafts with my buddies, like they would they would like give each other fifty bucks or seventy five bucks. Yeah. In in, in trade. And it, and it was only like one hundred twenty dollars to join the league. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I love stuff like that too. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that in best ball. That shit would just start getting no too cheaty. Or, or like, what if it what if it was this, Brian? Um, so you have your you know 150 max, but if you maxed it and you wanted to pay a hundred dollars for any additional entries, you could. 
So basically you would be chipping away at the overlay or they're sorry, the rake in right. the contest. Oh, I like that. But then like, if you wanted to have 500 entries, you could, right. But you would also have to pay for X or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Maybe it was on Double, an exponential yeah. curve. Like yeah. Each one, your first one's a hundred, 125. It just like keeps yeah. going up for each additional entry you wanted to put in. And that's just overlay or whatever for the other users. Yes. The extra money. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they're bound by the same laws that DFS is yes. and you have to set the amount and you can't change it uh, before afterwards, but. Right. There's no way oh, this I'd would be, be legal, but it'd be kind of right. like, I would let, I would let someone put another 50 in for uh, like yeah, 50 bucks an entry or something. Yeah. You make, make them pay a little more. Whatever. More. Sure. Yeah. I agree. I think that'd be fun. That's, I mean, I really do wish they'd get rid of that provision in the law. Yeah. How many RBs would you have for my team at this point? Let me look would you at stick your with team. Four, or would you go one more? So normally I get I get to five. Um, I I would do five with this one. I think you're fine going five if you want. Nice to meet you. <laughs> uh oh, it's giving me uh, a bit too much correlation. I think I need to turn tone that down a little bit. Who is Chosen Anderson? Oh, man. Don't take Chosen here. Do yeah, not. no, I'm going to pass on that. Uh, actually, I'm going to take Knox. There you go. Chosen, huh? The Chosen one. I guess that's kind of a cool name, actually. Do, are you familiar with who the artist was previously? No. Did he change his name? Yeah, it was Robbie Anderson. Remember him? He was like oh on the Jets, God. and then yeah, yeah. No, I didn't know he did that. Yeah, that just this year. That's got to be. Yeah, this this off season. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's probably healthy. Mental, mentally. All right, so any problem? Uh, Brian and I in these past two rounds got to three QBs. Brian did take Kenny Pickett, which I, th I think makes sense with the uh I think you could you would wish you could take the Tua pick back, probably, but still getting that correlation with Deontay and yeah. Najee makes sense. And I took Brock. Um I have Eli Mitchell and Brandon Ayuk and then Jahan Dotson on the bring back. So I like getting the three quarterbacks there with Matthew Stafford and Anthony Richardson. I did get the snipe equity on somebody on Tua though, so I'm okay with it. Yeah. Stafford, Brock Purdy. You like running backs and olds this year, huh? I do? Wow, that hurts, man. I know. It really hurts. I like running backs and olds this year. <laughs> Are you saying Brock Purdy's old? <laughs> he's a second year. He's player. an old soul. He, I'll, I'll give you that. He, he does come across like an old soul. Um, Stafford. Right. Stafford might be Stafford. Well. Stafford's old. Uh, I did just take Jelani Woods. Uh, I'm going to be taking another tight end here. I technically reached a, a decent bit, but I'm not risking someone sniping my second uh, stacking partner with Anthony Richardson at this stage of the game. So you uh, are you have two more me. picks. You're at a three four seven two. 
So we sure yeah, chosen think, Anderson is not going to be good. I I think you could. I I think the chat said it too. I think I prefer Barrios if I'm going to do a wide receiver, but I think you could do a running back and then one more wide receiver. Um, or you can just get chosen. Oops. There you go. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know I had that much time left. Well, chosen Anderson it is. There you go. I need another RB, huh? Uh, yeah. Probably last I think pick. You want? I think you want to get to get to five here. Got, uh, did you already? Yeah, you you had the uh, the bring back. You have Mark Andrews on your team, so you had the uh, the Dolphins with the Ravens in in seventeen. Of course, I need that, Pete. Of course. So what did I what did I not accomplish in this draft that I would have liked? I would have liked a Giants bring back on my Stafford. Didn't get that. Um, Who are you taking le- uh, with these RBs left? Um. All right. So this is the Wild West here for running backs. So we're just going to look at your correlations. You have. Uh, Chargers with the Denver bring back. You have Miami with the Baltimore bring back. You have Pittsburgh with the Seattle. Not much there. Um, Pitt with Seattle. Mm, CMC with Washington. Roshan with Atlanta. Cordell Patterson's kind of an interesting. Yeah, that's who I was play. Um, as far as just like in a vacuum, I like uh, Izzy uh, behind Brees Hall. Dwayne McBride could be the number two behind Madison. Don't mind that. You could do Joshua Kelly if you wanted just like another. I think he is the backup to Austin Eckler if you wanted to build out your Chargers bet. Um, but yeah. Hmm. Kelly or Patterson? Probably go Patterson. But did you who did you just have? Yeah, you just have a bear single stacked. Just an a bear single right now. Yeah. Yeah. Bye weeks don't matter, it looks like. So either one. Mm. Well, Kelly's off the board. Wow, getting sniped on Joshua Kelly. Didn't even think that was possible. There you go. Um, I guess it's it's Patterson. Unless I get sniped on on Patterson. Yeah. Look at me! I didn't get a Giants bring back, and my look at my look at my suggester right now. I I, I need a I want to go third tight end here, but it's I I have four or three options at the top of the queue here. Maybe I maybe I just rock it with Dolchich and Jelani. All right, Patterson, it is. You love him. Whatever, this team's fine. Tua. And I'm not in love with the, where I took him and Harris, but other than that, I'm fine, fine with it. Probably, you know probably, what? probably one. Screw it. Million. This this put, should probably be a three tight end build. I think, I think it really should. But I'm just, I'm just taking Wandell Robinson at pick fucking two thirteen as my bring back with my Rams. I'm just doing it. Feels good to go light at tight end. I've been sick of getting bullied by elite tight end, by robust tight end. What about just two shitty tight ends? How about that for a new strategy? Okay. Um, Punch all right. tight end. Ooh. Oh, that was Elon here. Uh, reverse snipe for taking unstacked Herbert and Tua from me. Wow. Elon muscular fighting back. 
Um, all right, Brian, uh, let's recap our, our teams here. I ended up with a, uh, a three, five, eight, two build, uh, Anthony Richardson, Matthew Stafford, Brock Purdy, my running backs, Tony Pollard, Ramondre Stevenson, Javante Williams, Eli Mitchell, Tajay Spears, wide receivers, Cooper Cup, Brandon Ayuk, DJ Moore, Mike Evans, Jahan Dotson, Sky Moore, Alec Pierce, Wondell Robinson, uh, tight end, Greg Dolchich and Jelani Woods. Uh, I, I like everything about this team, except it probably needed a third tight end. And yet I just was like, I'm getting my bring back, uh, 30 picks past ADP or whatever. Um, Brian, let's check out your final half man, half machine team here. Where are you? You did some wild things in this draft. Justin Herbert, Tua, Kenny Pickett, uh, CMC, Najee, A-Chain, Roshan, CPAT. I think this was a good, um, room as far as how you devoted your running back capital wide receiver devonta smith deontay johnson quentin johnson zay flowers alan lazard jonathan mingo dpj chosen i mark andrews dawson knox i really think only the Tua pick is the only thing i would really undo i feel like you recovered at wide receiver lazard uh adp fallers nice mingo giving you an upside bet there um and then the the Tua pick kind of then forced you into the chosen pick which i don't think is ideal so really i think only that that Dolphins detour is the only thing that stands out to me is not ideal. Yeah. You know, a thing I'm thinking about too here is the uh, Najee Harris pick. The problem is then if you are drafting off correlation, then like it matters quite a bit that your early pick is, is someone you don't like because then it's going to try to match up those week 17 and 16 correlations too. And then double down on that guy. Right. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I, that's what I'm, I start to do like in this draft where I didn't get any of the elite QBs. Like I started to make selections and like when I have Cooper cup at the top, it's like, all right, I know Matthew Stafford's here. I take Ayuk. I know Brock Purdy's there. Dotson, Sam Howell's there. So I start to think about my selections as like, what quarterbacks do I have to actually stack late if I want to go that route? Um, all right, Brian. Yep. We did it. Um, another show in the books here. Uh, we talked about submarines. We talked about best ball game theory. We apologize to uh, Saber Sim. Any other final words here before we get out of here? When when can people expect um, some of the updates to the uh, the draft caddy? Probably today or tomorrow. Have that draft capital in there, and then integrate it into the auto drafter a few days after that. Yep. And if you guys want to check it out, you can go to thedraftcaddy.com. Um, instructions are there. I do, it is on my to-do list to make a little uh, tutorial video for you guys on on how to uh, walk through and download that just so you also have a video version of how to do that. But if you have any questions, uh, you can hit Brian and I up in the Deposit Kingdom Discord or in Brian's Brick 75 Discord audio for the podcast will be up. And like I said, because this was a Best Ball Mania draft, it's eligible for my comment giveaway so leave a comment when the show is over that will get you an entry when i hit fifteen thousand subs almost to 14k and then it's all downhill from there check me out on the randomizer later tonight uh brian and anything else people should look out uh for you no i have uh mma projections and ownership on my site for free on saturday if there's a slate you should uh you should fire up a, a twitch stream of you doing 25 chihuahuas at once that would do some numbers I probably will do one once we get all this this new newest update. There you go. There it is. Um, all right, guys. Appreciate you hanging out as always. We'll catch you uh, next Thursday as always on Lulz. Peace.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.